Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Grammar Girl here. This week, guest writer Gretchen McCulloch is going to help us understand what it is that makes the Canadian accent sound the way it does. What's the difference between the pronunciation of house, as in a big house, and house, as in I housed the visitors? Despite the fact that they're spelled the same way, the noun house is pronounced with an S, while the verb house is pronounced with a Z. For English speakers from most countries, the differences stop there. But for Canadians, and for certain Americans, especially from more northern states, there's also a difference in the vowel, or more accurately, the diphthong. A diphthong is a combination of two vowel sounds. For the ow diphthong in the word how, you start with the a in la, and gradually move your tongue toward the u in blue, that is a bit higher and toward the back of your mouth, while at the same time your lips get rounder. Try it. Ow, 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 ow. If you speed it up, you get the diphthong in how. For people who pronounce house and hows with the same diphthong, that ow is the diphthong they're using. But for people who pronounce them differently, there's a second diphthong. This one starts with the vowel in cut, and moves toward the same U in blue. But notice how if you switch back and forth between the vowels in LA and CUT, AH, 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 the only thing that really changes is that your tongue moves a little bit higher. So if you go from the CUT vowel to the blue vowel, AH, AH, and speed it up a little, you get a diphthong that's pretty close to what Canadians pronounce in HOUSE, the noun. And I probably have that pronunciation a little bit off, but I did grow up in Seattle, so I've heard it. Because the difference between the two diphthongs is whether they start with the LA vowel or the slightly higher tongue position of the CUT vowel, this phenomenon is known as Canadian raising, because you're raising your tongue higher in your mouth. As you may have guessed by now, Canadian raising isn't only limited to the difference between house and house. There are a whole bunch of other words where this distinct diphthong also happens, such as the famous about, as well as couch, mouth, the noun, south, mouse, lout, and so on, but not in words like loud, browse, mouth, the verb, gouge, or vow. Is this just random, or do these words have something in common? I think they do. Let's compare the S sound in house or mouse and the Z sound in house or browse. What's the difference between S 
and Z. If you place your hand on your throat while you switch between the sounds S and Z, seriously, try it, you'll feel that your throat is vibrating or buzzing during the Z, and it isn't buzzing during the S. What about the rest of the sounds in the words with Canadian raising? The T in about and lout, the CH in couch, the TH in mouth and south, and the S in mouse are all pronounced without buzzing, which linguists refer to as being voiceless. Now, what about the words without Canadian raising? The Z sound in house and browse, the D sound in loud, the second G in gouge, the TH in mouth the verb, they're all pronounced with buzzing, which is referred to as being voiced. Also in the group of words that don't have raising are words without any final consonant at all, as in how and vow. So Canadian raising is a systematic change in the pronunciation of the diphthong ow, such that the first part of the diphthong is pronounced slightly higher in the mouth when it's in front of a voiceless sound. Some scholars have argued that historically, all English speakers had this distinction and that it's dialects outside Canada that have innovated by lowering the diphthong. But Canadian raising is still the most common name for this phenomenon. There's also a very similar pattern which we can think of as the other half of Canadian raising, which happens with the diphthong AI, as in aisle. The diphthong AI is composed of the same A as in la, plus the I in machine. Try saying I first slowly, and then quickly, I. Canadians make a higher version of the AI sound before S and other voiceless sounds, as in ice, than before Z and other voiced sounds, as in eyes, the things you see with. It's the same pattern that happens with AU before house and house. And I'll put a link to some sample recordings of the pronunciations in the transcript of this podcast at quickanddirtytips.com so you can hear, hear it being said properly. The AI raising is also found in many more areas of the United States than the AU raising, so many people don't recognize it as distinctly Canadian, even though they're both triggered by a diphthong before a voiceless consonant. So if Canadians pronounce house and about with this other diphthong, where did anyone get the idea that they say hoose in a boot? The answer to this isn't in the mouths of Canadians. It's in the brains of non-Canadians who hear them. And it's a thing called categorical perception. Basically, categorical perception means that your brain tries to perceive the world according to the categories it already knows and it takes a lot of new evidence to get it to form another category. For example, if your language has words for yellow and red, but not orange, you'll group the lighter, goldier oranges in with yellow, and the darker, ruddier oranges in with red. In fact, English didn't used to have a word for orange, and this is why we say redhead and not orangehead. So if you're a person who doesn't produce Canadian raising, and you don't talk much with people who do, your brain isn't used to having to distinguish between the sounds of these two different diphthongs. And that means when you do encounter an unfamiliar diphthong, it's different enough that you realize it isn't your regular how, but you don't have a distinct category to put it in, so you subconsciously shove it in with another similar enough vowel that you have heard, in this case the oo in a boot, or sometimes the o in a boat. 
But to people who actually do hear Canadian raising on a regular basis, and therefore do have these two categories already established in their minds, saying that the Canadian pronunciation of about sounds like about is about as silly as talking about red pumpkins. The next time you meet a Canadian, and my apologies to my Canadian listeners to whom that probably sounds hilarious, and you think you hear an about or hoose, Listen a little closer and see if you can hear the diphthong that starts with the U in cut and ends with the U in blue. Oh. This podcast was written by Gretchen McCulloch, who blogs at allthingslinguistic.com. Check out her site for lots of other great posts. And I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find more of my grammar articles and the link to the um, Canadian pronunciations on the transcript of this article at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and French fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion, and seafood is always in season. Where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door. Where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland. Somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.